You are listening to Freedom Church STL. If you would like to check out more resources or donate to this ministry, please visit freedomchurchstl.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy this message. Hallelujah. Ryan and Megan both asked me this morning, they said, how you feeling? I said, a little nervous. So it's been a while. But you know, uh, I think Pastor Chris and Sonia for giving me the opportunity. And, uh, and you know, it's, it's amazing when you begin to pray and ask God what to speak about. He always seems to give you something that he's trying to teach you as well. And, uh, and that's what I want to talk to you a little bit about today. You know, when, when Pastor Ryan was talking this, just a minute ago, and he talked about COVID and, and how where we were a year ago. And, uh, you know, the title of my message is God's Not Finished. And, you know, it was, uh, it's been a hard season, you know, for, for our family. You know, I'm, I'm honored to have my mother-in-law, Donna Christman, here this morning. And my sister-in-law, Vanessa. But, you know, last August we lost my father-in-law to COVID. But you know what? I, I'm so thankful. It's been, a, it's been rough. And Donna, I know it's been rough for you. But you know what? The Lord reminded me this week that as I was studying, I began to talk, began to study with, about the Apostle Paul. and God reminded me that our best days are still ahead of us. Our best days are still ahead of us. Donna, your best days are still ahead of you. Our family's days, our best days are still ahead of us. You know, you may have gone through some stuff here this last year, maybe financial, maybe it's other things. But I want to assure you this morning that your best days are ahead of you. You know, the Apostle Paul, he was one of the best speakers when he began to talk he began to share and he he would always say our best days he would always remind us that our best days are still ahead of us i wanted you to turn to philippians chapter one philippians chapter one miranda said that the music was going to be on while i was preaching this morning i asked her if she had any b3 Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. Can we just pray before we get into the word? Father, I thank you. I thank you for the honor and the privilege to be in your house today. Father, I thank you for your presence, your presence that's in this place. Father, I thank you for your word. Father, I thank you that your word will not return void. Father, that as your word goes forth this morning, Father, that you would touch your people. Father, that you would move them in a mighty way. Move them in a mighty way. Father, that you're changing us from glory to glory to glory. And we give you all the praise and the honor. And everybody said, amen. Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. Paul is teaching to the church of the Philippi. He says, being confident in this very thing, 
that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it in the day of Jesus, when, until the day of Jesus Christ. God is not finished yet. Our best days are ahead of us. It doesn't matter what your situation is. Your best days are ahead. I love what the Message Bible says. It says, there has never been the slightest doubt in my mind that the God who started this great work in you would keep at it and bring it to flourishing to a flourishing finish on the very day Christ Jesus appears. I love that last part. Keep at it and bring it to a flourishing finish on the very day Christ Jesus appears. Basically what the Apostle Paul is saying, as long as there is breath in my lungs, as long as I am still breathing, my best days are ahead. As long as I keep going forward and not looking back, my best days are ahead of me, Ryan. You know, it doesn't matter if you're too old, too young. You know, my mom and dad, they always talk about, well, we're just old. You know what? Their best days are ahead of them. Their best days. Charles, your best days are ahead of you. It doesn't matter if you're too young. Look at King David. When David was just a shepherd boy and he went to, to go fight Goliath, he wanted to, to put, get out there and fight Goliath. And they all told him, you're too small, you're too young, don't, you, you, you're never going to be able to do that. But David looked at it as a challenge. And he slew the giant. There will always be people around you that will always tell you that you can't do it. Ignore them. I remember somebody telling me when I went into ministry, when Tanya and I had the church, he said, you need to pastor now because once you turn 50, it's all over. I thought, Lord, have mercy. I'm three years away, man. It doesn't matter what age you are. Maybe you're going through financial stuff. You may say, you know what, I, I can't get into business because, I'm, you know, I mean, I've, I filed bankruptcy years ago. And, and, man, I just, you know, God, you know, he's not disappointed. He's disappointed in me. Let me tell you something. Your best days are ahead of you. You need to forget the past. You need to forget what happened in the past. Stop looking back at the past and start looking towards the future. You may say, well, you know, I've got, you know, I've had a failed marriage. Who cares? Move on. Stop looking at the past. Your best days are ahead of you. God's got a plan and a purpose for your life. He has a plan and a purpose for your life. You say, well, you don't know what I've done in my past. You know what? One of the greatest advice that I ever got. Years ago, I went through a situation where I turned my back on God and I ran. Grew up in a Christian home my whole life. Turned my back on God. And I'll never forget when a friend of mine, Lyndall Cooley, called me in the middle of the night one night. And he said, Eric, the Holy Spirit told me to call you. And he said, he doesn't care what you've done. 
what you've gone through. He don't care about your past. But what he wants to do is build a future with you. I could have easily said, I can't do this. I can't, you know, look what I've done. I've turned my back on God. Ashamed my family. But you know what? God said, I love you, Eric. I love you just the way you are. Thank God that he loves us just the way we are. Thank God that he doesn't look at our past and our failures to say, hey, this is how I'm going to decide on whether or not I can use you or not. But he says, if you're willing, if you're willing, I'll use you. Amen? Stop listening to the lies, the devil, that you are finished. I I put that down. Sometimes I have a tendency to do that myself. Sonia always tells me, you're a thinker. My wife tells me that too. You think too much. But I want to give you three areas this morning. Three things. I want you to write these down. Three things that you need in order to move forward. The first one is humility. Humility. Humility says I'm not where I want to be or where God wants me to be, but I'm going to keep pushing or pressing on to be the best that God wants me to be. I'm going to keep moving forward. I desire to be better. Philippians chapter 3, 12 through 14, it says, Now that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on, that I may lay hold of that which Christ Jesus has laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal of the prize of the upper call of God in Christ Jesus. It's not looking at the things behind. The Message Bible says it this way. It says, I'm not saying that I have this all together, that I have made it. But I am well on my way, reaching out for Christ, who has so wondrously reached out for me. Friends, don't get me wrong. By no means do I count myself an expert in all of this. But I've got my eye on the goal where God is beckoning us onward to Jesus. I'm off and running, and I'm not turning back. We can't look at the past. There's other times, you know, when we come to a place of complacency, Ryan. Sometimes we say, you know what, I'm okay with where I'm at. You know, I know people who pastor churches and they're okay with where they're at. But you know what, humility says, hey, look, I'm not happy with where I'm at. But I know that God's taking me to a better place. I know God has more for me. You know, that's what I love about Pastor Chris and Sonia. You know, we, you know, I tell her all the time, I'm like, God's getting ready to do something great at freedom. Get ready. 
get ready. Get ready. Church, get ready. I'm telling you, God is getting ready to do a work like you've never seen. You're at the right place at the right time. Because I believe that there's a move of the Spirit is about ready to hit this nation like we've never seen it. I feel it in my spirit like never before. And you need to get on board. You need to get on board. Don't, don't, don't be happy with just where you're at. Don't be happy with just saying, hey, I'm okay with just showing up to church on Sunday. Get involved. Sign up for the nursery. I'm not looking at you in particular, Miranda, but sign up for the nursery. Don't think that the little thing, that it's just a little thing. Don't think that certain things like that are just like, oh, they don't really need me. Let me tell you something. We need you. We need you. Keep pressing on. Don't give up. Sometimes you feel like you can't go on. Donna, I know that's been a struggle probably for the last six months. How am I going to keep going on without Raj? But you know what? Our best days are ahead of us. Our best days are ahead of us. The devil will try to discourage you. He'll try to get you down. Tell you you're not worthy. Tell you you don't have it. He told me that this morning. I'm not going to lie. I was nervous about getting up here and speaking to you today. Because it's been a while. But I know that God has placed me here for a reason. I know that there's somebody that's going to leave here today and say, I needed that. Someone's going to go here, come, are going to leave here today. And they're going to say, you know what? My best days are ahead of me. You may have came here today and said, I wonder if God can still use me. Let me tell you something. God's got a plan and a purpose for your life. He's got a plan and a purpose for your life. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Galatians 2.20, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, not I, but Christ lives in me. Sounds like a good song, doesn't it? Don't let the fire die. Don't let the fire die. The second thing I want to talk to you about is confidence. I love this scripture. Psalms 27, 13. I would have lost heart unless I believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I immediately, when I read this scripture every time, I, I always think about Woody Shelton. 
This was his scripture. If you remember that, anybody that used to go to life. When he was diagnosed with cancer. I would have lost heart had I had not believed that I would see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Some of you today that you've kind of wondered if you'll see or experience a move of God in your life. Let me tell you something. God's got a plan for your life. He's got a plan and a purpose. Your best days are ahead. Your best days are ahead. You know, I began to think about Gideon in the Bible. And God wanted Gideon to to go and to take on this massive army. Gideon's sitting here and he's thinking, why me? Why me? Like, I'm like the weakest person in this clan. Actually, my family, they're weak. Like, why in the world would you choose me? God said, because I've chosen you for such a time as this. So Gideon puts out the word that he's going to, he needs to form an army. 32,000 people show up and say, man, we're with you. We're going to fight with you. We're going to go into battle with you. We're going to take these guys out. Gideon was just ecstatic. But what does God do? God says, hey, you have too many. You have too many people. What do you mean? 32,000 people. We're going up against an army that has over 100,000 people. How in the world am I supposed to? You're saying I have too many. But what does God say? Because if you go into battle with this amount of people, then you'll take the credit and you won't give the credit to me. I have to make sure that you know that I am in control, that it's me who gives the victory, not you. So what does he tell Gideon? He says, go back to the army. And he said, and I want you to say, anybody here that is fearful leave. Gideon probably thought he'd probably get maybe a couple thousand people maybe that would show up that said, hey, I don't want to die today. You know, and I, I begin to think about that. I begin to think about last, this past year, Ryan, with all the COVID stuff and the fear and how the enemy tried to attack us. We were so fearful, you know, of what it was going to do, that it was going to take out our families, all this thing. We became fearful. But Gideon stands up there and he says, if you're fearful, he said, you can leave. You can go home. 22,000 troops turn around and leave. Two-thirds of Gideon's army. Gideon's sitting here thinking, man, these are guys with swords, with spears that could have helped us win the battle. And Gideon says, okay, God. We've done what you said. What does God do? You still have too many. What do you mean? We've got 10,000 troops. We're going up against an army over 100,000. I need you to know that it's me in control. So he tells him, he says, "Take take the army down to the river. Those who actually drink with their hands and pull the water up, put them in one group. Those who actually bend over and lick like a dog, put them in another group. Just for who would actually bend over and lick like a dog? I'm just kind of wondering. I'm just kidding. 
300 people out of 10,000 licked the water like a dog. What does God say? There's your army. There's your army. Let me tell you something. That takes confidence. Confidence to put your trust in God. Confidence to say, Lord, I don't know what you're doing here. But I would have lost heart had I not believed that I would see the goodness of God in the land of the living. And Gideon became victorious. Gideon became victorious. There's a gentleman that that I admire so much, and he's an author, he's a speaker, motivational speaker. Some of you may have heard him. Have you, how many has ever heard of the man by the name of Nick Vajizic? One person. One person. Well, Nick, you can go ahead and put that picture up there, Becky. Nick was actually born without any arms or legs. And I love his testimony because he, he says that when he was born without no arms and legs, he said his mom and dad prayed for years that God would do a creative miracle in his life. They were believing that God would grow out arms and legs so that he didn't have to go through life looking like that. And he says that as he began to, to get older, he said that the kids would begin to make fun of him, call him a freak. He said at the age of eight, he said he contemplated suicide. Eight years old. And he said, I began to really wonder if God even had a purpose in my life. Like, why was I even born? And he said that he began to listen to the scriptures that the pastor was speaking. And I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. The plans to prosper you, not to harm you. To put hope in a future. And he said, I began to Think about John 10, 10, and where it says, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come so that you may have life and have life more abundant. And he said, all of a sudden, he said, I began to realize that maybe I shouldn't focus on what I don't have, but maybe I should focus on what I do have. And he said, and I re realized quickly that I didn't have arms and legs, but I had a voice. And he said, when I became a teenager, he said, I began to call schools to try to be a motivational speaker, to try to encourage people. And he said, I called all these schools. I called 52 schools. And they all said, you know, Nick, we need to just save you the time. He said, because, you know, 
we don't want people staring at you and, you know, making fun of you. And, you know, it's just, it's better if maybe you just don't come. He said, but I was determined because I knew God had a plan and a purpose for my life. And he said, the 53rd school, he said, I got a call back. And they said, well, you can come. But they said, we're five hours away and we'll give you $50 for gas. And he said, he talked his brother into taking him. And he said, I went there and I spoke about how there's things in your life that you don't have, but there's things that you do have. And he said, I left there. He said, I felt stupid. He said, I felt defeated. He said, because no, I didn't feel like anybody really accepted what I had to say. And he said, and all of a sudden, a week later, he said, all of a sudden, I started getting all these calls. The word got out. You got to have this guy. And now, Nick gets over 35,000 invitations a year to speak at schools and events. He's ministered to over a billion people in his ministry. He has a family. All biological children. And not too long ago, go ahead and put that last picture up, Becky. This is Nick leading the president of the country, Hungary, to Christ. As he went there to do an event and a crusade to speak, and he said the salvation prayer with the president of Hungary. Church, you have a plan and a purpose for your life. There may be things in your life that maybe you say, I don't have those things. I don't have what it takes. But let me tell you something. You do because you have Christ. You have the Christ that lives on the inside of you. The last thing that I want to talk to you about is desire. Desire drives us to fulfill God's purpose in our life. Desire pushes us to step out of the box. How many has a bucket list of things you want to do? Probably things you thought you never, I mean, Tiny and I's bucket list is stuff like, you know, hey, we've never eat at the top of the rock, you know. You know, some people are like, hey, I want to go tour Europe, you know. We went to Hawaii a few years ago for our 25th. I'll never go back. That plane ride was horrendous. It took everything I had in me to get on that plane. I do not like to fly. My work, I have to fly to Boston occasionally and I love it when my boss calls and says hey we're going to cancel that trip oh I'm sorry we were on our way back from Hawaii and I'm telling you the turbulence Tanya said Eric that's not turbulence we hit a little air pocket hey if it goes that's turbulence 
But I don't know about you, but I desire to be a better person. I desire to be a better husband. I desire to be a better father, a better son, a better grandpa in 15 years. My son's 23. Do the math. That's 38. You know, Exodus 20 and 12 says, Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. I'm going to live long. My brother, not so much. I love honoring my mom and dad. It's one of the greatest joys in my life. I love just going out to eat and grabbing their receipt and paying for it. Love it. Just to bless them. Just to tell them, I love you. Your best days are ahead. I desire to do more for Christ. I want to be like Nick. I want to be a soul winner. I want to be somebody who goes out and tells people about Christ and what he's done in my life and what he can do in your life. And I believe that that's one of the things that at Freedom Church we're going to begin to do. We're going to begin to share the gospel with those around us. And I'm telling you, God's just going to open doors for us to be able to talk to people. I I feel it in my spirit. Matthew 5 and 6 says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. I hunger for the things of God. I hunger to do more for Christ. We need to ask ourselves, how bad do we want to change? We need to stay humble. We need to be confident. And we need the desire to do more for Christ. The speed of our progress is determined by our urgency for desire. I desire to be better. I desire to do more for Christ. I desire for him to continue to work on me because I know that there's a lot of things that I need worked on. I'm not perfect. Just like the Apostle Paul said, hey, I'm not... I don't claim to be perfect, but I know that he's doing a work in me. I know that he's doing a work in you. Proverbs 18 and 21. And I just want to finish up with this. You know, I hear so many people that talk down about themselves and well, I'm not capable of doing that, or I can't do that, or I have this, I have that. The Bible says that death and life are in the power of the tongue. And I'm telling you, that's something that God has been speaking to me. Don't get involved in all the junk and the gossip. That's not you. 
you need to say, my best days are ahead of me. You see, God is a word God. I think about the Bible where it says that David encouraged himself in the Lord. I think about the woman with the issue of blood. She knew she needed a healing. She could have stayed back. But she spoke the words. She said, if I could just touch the hem of its garment. But it didn't stop there. It was her desire. It was her desire to be healed. It was her desire to to want to receive healing from the Son of God. We need to speak to our situation. So I want to ask yourself today, what walls do you have that you need to tear down? What are you believing for in your life? What do you need to change? Maybe you're believing for something financial. Pastor Chris always has us hold up our hands. How many believe in for a financial miracle? I'll be honest with you. I hold my hand up every time. I'm believing God to be totally debt free. I know to some people that may seem, wow. But you know what? I desire to be in a place where I can bless as many people as I can. I want to be blessed to be a blessing. I love blessing people. What is it that you need in your life? Because your best days are ahead of you. But there may be something in your life that maybe you need to say, God, I need you to help me in this area. Maybe it's an addiction. I don't know what you need. Maybe it's to be someone who receives a boldness in them to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. How many believe in God for a family member to be saved? God has more for you because you are more than a conqueror. You are more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. You are crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, you live, not you, but Christ lives in you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today. Father, I thank you for what you're doing in your people. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for what you're doing in each and every person's life. Father, my prayer today is that no one will leave here the same way they came. Father, I pray that a seed was planted today. That, Father God, you can continue to grow that seed. That, Father, as we leave this house, Lord, Father, that you would begin to work on us. Father God, that our best days are ahead of us. Father, I thank you. If you're here this morning and maybe you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior,
today's the day. Maybe you're watching by way of Facebook. Maybe you would say, I don't know Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. Today could be your day. If you could just say this with me. Heavenly Father, I come to you today. I lay everything at your feet. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Use me. Make me what you want me to be. Father, use me to touch others for you. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Ask this in your name. Amen. Amen. Father, I thank you for what you're doing today. Father, I thank you for what you're going to do. Father, I thank you that our best days are ahead. For you are worthy to be praised. And we give you all the praise and the honor and the glory. And everybody said, amen, amen. Thanks for joining us. If you would like prayer, you can text Freedom Prayer to 94000 and send us your prayer request. And don't forget to find us on social media at Freedom Church STL. You can also find more info on our website at freedomchurchstl.com.